So this week, I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast this mastermind community to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, welcome to September, everyone. It's super hard for me to believe that it's basically fall. Somehow it was February and then I blinked. And now here we are heading into September, starting to plan for 2023, which feels crazy to even say out loud. So nonprofit growth is one of my things. This time of year is actually a lot of fun for me because there are a lot of conversations sort of in the zeitgeist around 
planning and growth and what do we want to do next year and where do we want to be and how do we want to change. And I just really love those conversations. They are my happy place. The sweet spot when an organization has all of the pieces in place, a board, a team, some fundraising success, and now it's time to figure out the best way to put those pieces together to really drive an increase in impact, to increase impact on the people and the communities and the issues that organizations really exist to benefit. That sweet spot is really exciting to me. And particularly for organizations that are what we would call growth stage organizations. So they have these pieces, a board, a team, some fundraising success, programs that work. And they're looking around and realizing that things are starting to look different, that the board that worked a year ago is not necessarily well suited for where they want to be a year from now. Maybe even more painful or challenging the team that you've built is not necessarily the right team to take you where you want to go. The kind of fundraising that you've done has worked to get you $250,000, You're really solid. And yet you feel like you are throwing spaghetti against a wall. You are constantly starting from square one. You are racing to keep up with the growth of your organization and you're overwhelmed. So talking about how to grow in a way that is actually sustainable, how to grow with confidence instead of feeling like you're making your way through a forest filled with spikes, blindfolded, how to grow without this constant crushing sense of overwhelm that I remember from when I was growing my organization and that so many of the leaders that I work with describe when they first start working with me, that's what I love to do. That's my special sauce, how to grow sustainably, confidently, and without overwhelm. So I have conversations all the time in my professional spaces, in my coaching relationships, in my trainings about the secret to this kind of growth. And here's the thing, and this is a conversation that I literally find myself having over and over again. There is a common and pervasive myth about what fuels sustainable, non-overwhelming expansion of impact and budget. And I wanna talk today about that myth particularly because we are heading into that season of the year where folks are starting to think about planning and next year. So for those of you who have watched any of my trainings or participated in one of my programs around nonprofit growth, you've probably heard me say this, that a $1 million organization is not just a $600,000 organization with more money. Put another way, once you hit the mid six figures, growing your organization in a way that doesn't lead to implosion and burnout and overwhelm is actually not just about raising more money. And I think people know that instinctively, right? You know that in your gut. But so much of what we talk about when we talk about running a nonprofit, growing a nonprofit, building a nonprofit, 
sustaining a nonprofit is focused on raising money, obviously, because money is how you run your programs or resources are how you run your program. So I'm not at all saying that increasing your fundraising capacity and skills and raising more money are not important. They are critical. But the myth that if you just fundraise and fundraise and fundraise and get your board to fundraise and find new and more and maybe better funders and donors, then you'll grow and you'll sustain a bigger budget is actually dangerous. Um, it, it really undermines people's sense of accomplishment and makes what they believe themselves to be doing as they grow their organizations unrealistic. The truth is that a healthy, sustainable, say million dollar organization is just a different kind of organism than a $300,000 organization or a $700,000 organization. The truth is that growing your budget and your impact take the right balance of three things a clear vision, the capacity to execute on that vision, and the money and resources and financial infrastructure to fuel that vision. You need all three of those things, clarity, capacity, and capital. And I've talked about those three areas of nonprofit sustainability and health in some of my past podcasts, but the power of these three things is in how they feed off of one another and intersect. Money without clarity or the right team, fundraising without a board out in the world acting as ambassadors, it just doesn't work. It's not going to actually help you sustainably grow your organization. So let me walk through what I mean. I'm just gonna provide some examples. So when your vision is clear, strategic clarity, when everyone on the team understands and embodies your vision, you have a solid long-term plan, you have a solid annual plan and operations plan that translates your long-term vision into the next 12, sometimes 18 months of concrete action, and those plans are actually guiding your decisions, when you have a budget that reflects and tells the story of that vision, your strategic plan, your budget, your fundraising plan, they all talk to one another. When you have this level of clarity in your vision and strategies, it is worlds easier to build partnerships, to find and engage board members and to keep them engaged because they can see the vision. It becomes their vision. It's world easier to have the kind of investment level conversations with funders and donors that actually bring in larger checks and general operating support. The clarity of the vision is the core of what everything else is dependent upon. So fundraising without really leaning into clarifying that strategic vision, getting everybody on your board, on your team, on the same page about that vision, the long-term vision and the short-term vision, without having those plans in place and what I call the anchor documents, your strategic plan, 
your budget that tells the story of the strategic plan and your fundraising plan or finance plan for financing that vision, that becomes your North Star, right? That's what everything else is built upon. When I talk about capacity, what I mean is people power. This is your team, right? Your staff, whatever that looks like. It's not necessarily just full-time W-2 employees. There are lots of creative and really, really importantly different ways to structure a team. And I pause there because I think, you know, I came up definitely through the nonprofit sector in, you know, the 90s and the 2000s when everything was very structured. You had an org chart. Most org charts looked the same. (laughs) You had roles and titles that were largely the same across different organizations. I think we are thankfully moving away from that. Org charts can be really, really confining. So, you know, when I say your team, it's your full-time folks, your part-time folks, your temporary folks, your contractors, your volunteers. It's the people under the tent that are executing on your mission. Your capacity is also your board. And this is really about making sure not that you have the big money, huge network, fancy name people on your board as a primary sort of differentiator for who you choose for your board members. This is where you want to look around and make sure that the people on your board are aligned with your values, that you have people on your board that reflect and represent the constituency that you are serving and working with and or for, that you have people who are deeply passionate about and committed to your mission. Those people will be your best ambassadors. They will be your best fundraisers. One of the things that I've learned about capacity, particularly as it pertains to boards, after 25 years of serving on boards, being board chairs, board secretary, building my own board, consulting, coaching around boards, is that the capacity of your board is directly tied to the passion and mission alignment of your board members. So that's really when I talk about capacity and people power as being central to growth, the aspect of the capacity that is your board is about that mission alignment because that's how you will leverage their passion to be out in the world, tapping their networks, raising money, et cetera. And then the other part of capacity is what I've talked about here, structured networks. I have talked about leveraging your structured networks in, I think it was back in May. The name of the episode is Where to Find Hidden Untapped Organizational Capacity. Actually, it was back in August, Where to Find Hidden Untapped Organizational Capacity. And I do a slightly deeper dive into leveraged structured networks. I also have a great toolkit about defining and leveraging your network inside my monthly subscription, which is the Nonprofit Leadership Resource Hub. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash nonprofit resource hub. So when I talk about structured networks, this is where you look around at all of the people in your ecosystem 
and you find structured ways to organize their relationship to your organization. This is about building your capacity by structuring an an expansive network of advisors, ambassadors, volunteers, junior board members, senior board members, people that can be leveraged to help execute on your mission in different ways. It is far easier and more cost cost efficient to fuel your vision. It's exponentially easier to demonstrate impact and to show your supporters that you're doing good work when you have extensive capacity, when you have a lot of people under the tent, owning different kinds of work, carrying out different parts of your mission. And so here the capacity sort of takeaway is, don't just think about full-time staff folks. Think about an expansive definition of your team or understanding of your team. Make sure you have the right people on your board and think expansively about your structured networks and how to leverage those to expand your capacity. And then finally, capital. Having the capital to grow. So I talked about the myth being that growth is defined by the extent of your fundraising. The fact that that's a myth doesn't mean, as I said, that I don't recognize how important fundraising is. It's obviously absolutely crucial to growth. But here's the thing. Fundraising is one part of thinking about the capital required to grow. As you grow your organization, you need to shift both how you fundraise and how you think about finances your definition of financial health, and the infrastructure that you build to support that financial health, the key financial indicators that you track and hold yourself accountable to. I had a great conversation with Jermaine Guillaume on this podcast. This one was back in May, um, called How to Get Your Finance House in Order. It's a really, really good conversation. So one thing that I want to say about all of this is that growth can be uncomfortable. And this is often where I see growing organizations falter. It's in that messy middle, that weird transition phase between one stage of growth or development as an organization and that next level, whatever that next level is for your organization. When we talk about capacity, for example, and this one's huge, I know how difficult it can be. I know from experience how tough it can be to navigate the very real changes on teams and boards that happen as we grow. I remember the first time I had to have a conversation with a person on my team about how the role that the organization really needed, the the role within her area of work had shifted and she wasn't the right person for the new role. And that was really hard. That was a really hard conversation. I know when we talk about boards, one of the most common conversations I have with folks in my accelerator program is about shifting from a friends and family board, which is not necessarily your family, but you know, the people that you bring on board because you know you can work with them, because you know they'll say yes. It's easier to have a a board of friends shifting from that model to 
a true governance board where people may or may not have known anything about you or your organization right, before you began your relationship with them and began to cultivate them. It can be really tough to make these shifts. I know as we think about changing how we think about money, a lot of people find money to be frightening and finances to be overwhelming. And so really coming to terms with the fact that leading an organization that is a million as opposed to 700,000 will require a different understanding and different relationship to finances can just be really uncomfortable. So I, I want to acknowledge that everything that I'm talking about, you know, even though I think in frameworks, these changes are about human beings finding their way through messiness. And, and I get that. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that because I think for me, part of the navigation of the messiness has been relying on the frameworks. What has been very helpful is knowing there is a method to this madness. And that's partly why in these podcasts, I try to be really clear about the frameworks and the tools that were helpful to me in growing my organization the first time, the second time that I really rely on in my coaching, because I do think seeing that there is a framework to rely on, it's not just, hey, let's run as hard and fast as we can at this growth thing, that there is a system, think about your capacity break it down into how are we thinking about the team that we have and the team that we need, the board that we have and the board that we need. What are our structured networks? Do we have the three-year plan that we need? Do we have the annual plan that we need? Is everybody clear about what our vision is? Are we having the right kind of conversations about getting the right people on our team in the right roles? These are the conversations within this three-part framework that will help you figure out how to make your way through the messiness of growth. So the key here is that when these three aspects of your organization, your strategic clarity, your full capacity, your capital framework, when they work together, you will have a sustainable nonprofit. And when you want to grow, you think about how you address and shift each of these aspects in relation to one another, and it will help you maintain that sustainability and fight off the overwhelm. So that's what I have for today. I look forward to joining you all again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you want to begin to put into practice a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast, I encourage you to download the Architecture of Impact Toolkit at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit, where I translate what I talk about on this podcast into really great and actionable worksheets and toolkits so you can execute everything in your own organization. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. 
Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.